Hi, I'm the Ish Girl, and you're listening to episode 62 of Connection, Not Perfection. The podcast where parents and teachers can find ideas, strategies, and resources for connecting with teens. Hey there, I'm Amy, also known as the Ish Girl, and I'd love to welcome you to today's episode of Connection Not Perfection. Now, if you've been with me before, I am so excited to see you again. And if you haven't, well, welcome to the party. Today, we are going to be talking about something that I have been learning about a lot over the past couple of years. And the person I've been learning it from has been my good friend, Tammy Scow. And you might be familiar with her if you're a longtime listener, because she's been on several episodes with me before. And one of the things that she and I talk about during our time together, which I have to say is weekly, we usually meet on Wednesday mornings for breakfast. We talk a lot about the subject of questions. And from the beginning of our time together, when we were first starting to be friends, she has always maintained that questions are one of the most powerful things that we can use in our attempts to connect, not just with our teens, but with anyone. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today. So to start us off, I am, of course, going to ask you guys a question. So consider this. What would it look like if you could meaningfully connect with your teens whenever you wanted to? It's an intriguing question, isn't it? Whether you're a teacher or a parent. How about this one? What would it look like for the teens in your life to come and visit you in 20 years and tell you what an impact you made on them, whether you're a teacher or whether you're a parent, to have those teens that are in your life right now be impacted in some way, I think is the dream for most of us, right? We are working with them, loving them, And really just trying to share the things that we've learned and the wisdom that we have to help them get closer and closer to adulting, right? So I don't know about you, but questions like those two just grab me in the gut and they really make my mind race, imagining all the different possibilities. Now, I want you to really pay attention to what's happening in your brain when I ask this question. So really think about your thinking. What was the name of the actress in your favorite movie in high school. All right, think about that. Is your mind shuffling through your memories, trying to remember that favorite movie and who starred in it? Or did you know the answer right off the bat? Either way, your brain was triggered by the question and it went to work right away. And again, that is because questions have power. And when you figure out which questions to ask in different circumstances, especially with your teens, You have an unlimited capacity for influencing and connecting. But before we get to that lofty goal, I want to explain why questions pack such a punch, because there's really some science to this, right? First, you need to know that according to author David Hoffield, and I'm going to read his quote here, science has proven that questions are an effective tool for strengthening connections between people and gaining influence. And he also shares that questions trigger a mental reflex known as instinctive elaboration, which means when a question is posed, it takes over the brain's thought process. And when your brain is thinking about the answer to a question, it really can't contemplate anything else. And that is from an article that I found. And of course, I have a link to that in my show notes. But in addition to that information from David Hoffeld, another man, an innovator and a strategist named Neil Cooper writes in an article, 
We are hardwired to at least think of a response to the question, and we instinctively want to help. Our rational mind might decide that we won't respond or choose not to offer a constructive response, and we might have been socially conditioned not to engage with the questioner. For instance, have you ever been asked for a charity donation in the street? But our thoughts have already been shaped by the question being asked. And that's what I want to talk about today, is that the questions that we ask our teens shape their thoughts. Now, you might be asking right now, so what? And see what I did there. Okay, here's why it matters for connecting with and influencing teens. Because even if they are not able to answer the question that you pose, or even if they refuse to, their brains are still at work trying to answer your question. And that means whether you're asking about their day or if you're questioning them about the choice they just made, whatever it is, their response doesn't matter as much as the fact that you're prompting them to think about it. And so what I said a few minutes ago was asking the right questions is where you have power. And what I'd like to share with you now are just a few guidelines that my friend Tammy has shared with me about asking your teen and the people around you really great questions. First of all, and I, I think you would probably guess this without me saying it, and that is you want to make your questions open-ended. So no yes, no options in these questions. Um, you want to ask things that require more than just a fine or a yes, no response. All right. Secondly, you want to stay away from using why to begin your questions. And the reason is why indicates judgment. So think about that. When somebody says, why did you do that? Do you hear the judgment in that? Or why is it like that? So whether the questioner intends it or not, why can really communicate a lot of judgment and maybe even some shame inducing feelings as well. The third thing is you do need to use what questions. So here are some examples for you. What is it that is keeping you from dot, dot, dot? Or what would it look like if you blah, 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 blah? Also, what would help you dot, dot, dot? Or even what can I do that would be most helpful for you? Okay, so really crafting those what questions well, so that you are triggering that thought process in your teen's mind. Now, you also want to craft your questions to fit the circumstances. You want to evaluate what information you're wanting from them that is going to be the most helpful. For instance, understanding why your teen won't stop talking in class might not be as important as having them answer what would it look like for you to show respect to your classmates? Or what can I do to help you make better choices? Do you see how different those questions are? The last two are more curious questions. And that is the attitude that we want to have when talking to our teens. Rather than accusatory or like giving them an inquisition, you really want to go for that curious energy that's very neutral and interested. So Asking your teen's question would be the first step to connecting. And obviously, we want to use those questions to open our teens up rather than grilling them, like I said, as if they were under an inquisitions. But once you've asked the questions, here are some guidelines on what you might want to do 
after you've asked the questions. So the first thing is you want to actively listen to their response. You want to use nonverbal cues like making really good eye contact with them and nodding, maybe even leaning forward. All of those things are indicating to your teen that you are paying attention, that you're listening, that you're interested, that you want to know what they have to say. Also, you don't want to interrupt. You want to make sure that you are listening to understand what they're saying, not to respond. And I think we uh, are, have all been in that place where we've asked a question maybe and we're listening and we're just completely, our minds are working on formulating what we want to say next to help them get to where we want them to be versus listening to where they are right now. The other thing that you want to do with active listening is to clarify by using connection statements. Things like, what I hear you saying is, and you restate it, whatever it is that they've said. Or things like, it sounds like you're feeling, and then you can fill in the blank there. So you're also having empathy and understanding with them as well as clarifying with them. Or you might even say, help me understand, and then restate whatever it is that you don't really understand. And of course, again, like connecting back to not using why questions, you want to withhold any kind of judgment. Now, when your teens do share with you, you really want to, and this is the next thing, acknowledge their opinions. You want to affirm that you understand their ideas. Um, Again, respond with empathy and validation using those connection statements that I mentioned just a minute ago. And you know, one of the most validating things that we can say to our teens or to anyone really, and I think we've all seen this play out in the media over the past few months, that is me too. So when you find that connection and when you get that validation, that really eases the way to better connection and communication. You also want to be willing to accept a different perspective. And this can be tough sometimes because we want our kids and our teens to think the same way that we do, at least parent-wise we do. I think teachers probably do a better job of accepting different perspectives and viewpoints and really facilitating discussions around those. But you really do want to make sure that you are listening to and accepting different perspectives. And if you do disagree, then what I would say is to do so respectfully. And you want to keep those disagreements to the big stuff like ideas and values rather than things that indicate taste or preference. So if it's not something that is just super heavyweight and impactful for the rest of their whole lives, like again, values and beliefs, then I would let it roll. They are entitled to their own opinions and their own taste and things. Now, let me just say that I am the first to step up and tell you this takes a lot of practice. Doing things this way by crafting great questions, actively listening, acknowledging your teen's opinions, it really does take practice. But sometimes what I found is that it helps to start small and maybe pick one time a day or even one time during the week to really use questions thoughtfully as a strategy for connecting. So that might be the time of day when your kid is most likely to respond in a positive connecting way. I know we've talked about this before, and we all know that our kids are not vending machines that we can drop a few quarters in and out comes what we want. So just keep in mind these couple of strategies that 
are helpful when troubleshooting. So first, like I said, timing matters. For me, I know not to talk to my teens first thing in the morning or right after school. But when 11 p.m. rolls around, that seems to kind of be their witching hour when they are ready to talk and open up. And then also, I would add this to the timing issue. And, And this is something that I have personally run into, and that is previous conversations matter. If you keep asking the same things over and over, or if you don't remember something significant that your teen has shared, that can be frustrating for your teen. Again, I know this from experience. And if you're not sure where something is on your teen's importance meter, then just ask. And sometimes it'll just come to light. And and my experience in this has just been, especially with my daughter, I think she is so quick to point out when I'm repeating myself or when I'm telling the same story to her that maybe I've told a couple of other times, or if I'm asking her the same questions about information that she's already shared or given to me, she gets super frustrated and then she shuts down. And so I think a lot of times I have to pay very close attention and also ask, again, good questions about the things that she holds as significant. Because if I don't remember it, sometimes her feelings get really hurt because it's something that's super important to her that I didn't realize. And here I am asking again or not remembering. Okay, the other thing to keep in mind in all this is that the immediate outcome does not matter. Remember, their responses do not matter as much as the fact that you're showing an interest, you're prompting them to think about their values and beliefs, and just by asking them the question, you have planted the idea in their brain that this is something to think about and be considered. So it's so helpful for me to remind myself that I am in the long game here. I'm not aiming for an immediate behavior so much as I am a lifelong set of skills and lifelong values and beliefs, and not necessarily in that order, right? If you're like me, you might appreciate having something to jog your memory on this question thing, because again, for me, it's taken a lot of practice, especially in the moment, remembering to take a deep breath and try to think about those really helpful, open-ended, curious questions that takes practice, right? So For today's strategy that I've shared with you with these questions, I have created a PDF that you can download and it it kind of outlines what I've shared here about questions, about active listening, about affirming your teen's communication with you. And as always, you can find that in the show notes. And just a reminder, in those show notes, you can connect with me on social media there, which I would love for you to do. And in addition, if this is helpful to you at all, if these podcasts and the resources that I'm sharing are helpful, I would really appreciate it if you would hop onto iTunes and leave a rating and a review for me. That really helps people find the podcast so that I can help even more people out there. And as a good friend of mine said earlier today, you know, when you find your people and you find the good things that are out there in the world, you want to put even more of it out there, right? So I hope that these podcasts that I'm sharing with you, this information I'm sharing with you is something that you consider one of the good things in your life and that you will spread the help and the joy and the love and and all those good things. So I hope that you consider me that for you. And I would love to hear all about it again on social media or 
through a review and a rating on iTunes. So thank you so much. And guys, I, again, I cannot tell you what an honor it is that you are sharing your earbuds with me and that you are letting me be just a small part of your day. I really appreciate that. So thank you so much for hanging out this week. And until next time, from an ish girl whose favorite movie in high school was St. Elmo's Fire, and there were several actresses in it that were my favorites, Demi Moore, Ali Sheedy, Mayor Winningham, Andy McDowell. Just remember, it's all about connection, not perfection.